step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is February 26th. Two days, that's it, left in this month. What a quick ride this one was. So we are already, already on the 26th of February. It is a Tuesday. Yesterday was the 25th, and we lost a very beautiful person, and I just Wanted to dedicate just today's time to thinking of him, loving him. He talked about saying no when, when you needed to. Um, we lost Marco in the morning, our time. So it was later in the day for him because he's in the Netherlands. And his family did contact me and, you know, they, they were talking how beautiful it was to be with him. And initially, I think everyone was just scared. The news came too fast. No one had time to adjust. But they all showed up, and they looked at it as a gift for them. And his brother would say, I I feel selfish because I get to stay here another night. And really, really went through this whole process with him. And I, I felt so good that he had a brother and that his brother was there and his family was, we all, we all see something that sounds like it's scary and bad and hard. And it is all of those things. And at the same time, the beauty of the love of the truth of the purity was so evident that even the conversations we had back and forth were only about that. They didn't need to be long. They were short, quick messages that had that in them. And it was absolutely beautiful. I know, I know he's pain-free now and he's happier now than he could have been in this last month of his life. But I still just send him love and keep sending him love. So, um, just had to had to say something today about him. So thank you guys for listening to that. Um, I'm doing this show today because when I get a question to something, I want to answer it. But I also know when someone has a question, a million people have that question. And so I had put out a quote that said, Make yourself an offer. Offer that for one day. You will say no when you need to. 
and the way you view your time will change. And Eliana said, could you give us an example of this one, Nadia? And here, here we are. So think about time. And, you know, we just went through with Marco what he's had to face where he realized in a very short time he didn't have time. And what did that mean to him? And he started thinking, his first thing he said was, there were still things I wanted to do, but I guess I'm done. But I thought that I still wanted to do certain things. And then all of a sudden in your mind and in your heart, when you know you're really leaving, to think about, oh, if I just had more time. I still wanted to experience certain things. I still wanted to do certain things. And that's a huge extreme to take it, but yet it's not for a lot of people. So when you say to yourself, I can't do this, whatever it is, and you say, I don't have time to do this. Why am I doing this? Because you can't say no, or you can't say the truth. If you're in a situation and you don't want to be there and you feel awkward saying that, I I remember dating someone who I really liked. And for those of you who have been listening, you know, there was, I told this story, not in very much detail, but I remember walking in to his home. And I knew, and I don't know how I knew or why I knew, it's nothing that triggered it, that made me think, oh, something's so bad. No. I just, when I walked in, I remember standing in the kitchen. I will never live with this man, nor will I ever marry this man. It was so clear that it startled me. It startled me. And yet, I stayed because there were two reasons, twofold, and in hindsight, probably more. But at the time, I did not know, say that. Like, wow, we just started dating. We were probably a month and a half into the relationship. And what was I going to say? Oh, wow, I just got this weird feeling. But I said that to myself, and then I tried to talk myself out of the feeling. I said, but he's a nice man. What's wrong with this man? Why would I think that? What's wrong with me? Maybe because I don't date very much. But I had a razor-sharp gut feeling. And I did not listen to it. Had I believed in myself more at the time or knew or understood myself better at the time, I would have, because it was early on, just left the relationship and said, you know what, I'm sorry for some reason. I do not feel at home in this relationship. I don't even know why, because I didn't. One year, I broke up with him, 
three times, the third time being the final time. Because in that one year, and he wasn't being mean, but very devaluing. And I knew why at the end of a year, but it was a very emotionally taxing year. Another person allows themselves to act through and be. We're so far from anything I would ever be. But on the outside, looks very chameleon-like, very much the same. I found out why I had that feeling. And by the time I left for, for real, where I knew there's no way I can go back, it's just too, too busy, too, too crazy, too unsettling. And I realized the poor man was walking around telling people how much peace he felt knowing me. And when he would say that, my body would cringe because ever since I know him, I had emotional unrest. I would spin in my sleep. I would wake up in the middle of the night and say to myself, oh my gosh, I can't stay. And it was like blaring, blaring red light. Huge red light because I didn't say no. God had to push that button. Okay, Nadia, you didn't say no. Let me show you a few things and tell me if your gut feeling will direct you or not. Because you made the decision to stay. Situation after situation after situation after situation. And they were subtle things. All were based on truth being pierced. And yet every time you would say the obvious, you'd get a whole fight back. And I'd be like, why is he so upset about that? That's actually what happened. But when someone tells you you didn't see what you saw and didn't hear what you heard, that's why I say run. I don't mean run away and desert the person, but don't expose yourself every single day, day in, day out, reclaim your time. When you start to feel craziness around you, reclaim your time. If you get a job and in the interview, they're telling you stuff that you think, hmm, I really need a job. Those hours are going to kill me, but I could do it. I could swing it. And you take the job. After about a month, and those hours are crazy. Or you have a boss that's, you know, on you all day and tells you everything you've done wrong and nothing you've done right or whatever it is that you're going to deal with. It's a short-term need or issue. But where we put our time goes back to what we know enough about ourselves to say yes or no to. Even if, and this was a huge awakening for me with my kids, but I'm a little worker bee. I love to do stuff. And when my kids were younger, 
I was room mom, actually throughout her whole elementary school, I was room mom for my daughter's classes. And I was like school nurse once a week or something like that. It was frequent. And I was part of the carnival and I helped get that ready. And I did all this stuff. And then one day, and I'm a single parent, so I didn't have someone to watch my kids while I was doing this. They were just with me and they would run around without me. And I realized that all these events I was working at, I didn't even see my own kids. And I thought, but I want to spend time with them. I want to enjoy this with them. Yeah, they're with their friends and they check in. But at the same time, they want me to go and see this. They want me to go and see that. And I can't go because I'm here. So then I I told myself that every job that two parents do instead of just one, I will not do so that I can spend time with my kids at those events. I didn't want to have gone for something that someone else could have done and one or two of the parents could have shared that with their children. So that was my baseline was, if I do this, will I be able to share the time with my children? Because I don't want them running around by themselves because there isn't another parent to take them around. And we can't switch off and all of that. So I learned to say no. When I got sick, I had, um, I know this is a long time ago, I had meningitis. And that actually was the kickoff of God consciously preparing me for seeing Christ. I saw Christ 2004. This happened in, or 2002, I'm sorry. And this happened in 1999. So, Three years prior, I was being prepared, but I get meningitis and I live. And I had viral meningitis, not bacterial, which is a lot worse because that can take you out in probably 10 days or less. But this was a maybe. It was a question mark. And, you know, if you go into convulsions, then you're going to be in trouble. But that never happened to me. And I knew it wasn't going to. I knew I wasn't going to die. But what happened was, made me sleep insatiably. I was sleeping 18 hours a day to stay up six, to be at least awake in those six, to spend the time with my kids and work with them. And then over time, it took about seven months for me to sleep regularly again and be awake for that amount of time. And I would start watching, I know it sounds crazy, but Oprah, and they, she would have these people on her show like Gary Zukoff and Martha Beck, and I think it was Beck, B-E-C-K, and, and all these people that were at that time the newest thinkers. Maya Angelou, you know, all these people, and I couldn't get enough, and I would write to these people. No one ever wrote me back. I, I try to write people back, but sometimes it's, it is a lot. I understand now, but at the time, and I, I was reaching out, and I wanted to hear more, and I was just like starving. All of a sudden, this drive went through there, but I had to have seven months of time time, going back to time, to be prepared. So if you know you are somewhere 
where you get a feeling that you may or may not be connected to where you're at, whatever it is, wherever it is. It could be a house you just bought and you thought you really wanted it, and you get there, and you're like, wow, I don't fit into this neighborhood. Never thought about the neighborhood. Hmm. And you start thinking about all this stuff, and you end up loving it, and you stay, or you end up staying, and you're not crazy about it. You can move. People say, oh, but it was so much to move, and I got to do this. I got do it. If you feel that about a job, and you hate going every day, change it. Because the time we have is the only reason why we are here. I ended up like a couple years after leaving that man going, how did I accept that? How did I stay there? And the lesson was clear. That even if you love somebody, If you feel like there is a sacrifice, a sacrifice on your part to stay, that is not a reason to stay anywhere in your life. We start to break through barriers when we learn to say no. If you don't have the time or the interest or you cannot see a future, you cannot see a future with a decision you are making, that is when you need to say no. I call them filter questions. Filter questions. Do I love this? How much does this mean to me? A lot? Okay. Not much? Okay. But every single decision you make, there's always that honeymoon period of it being new, new job, new house, new car, new person, new something, new clothes, new something. But you really don't know how you feel about it yet because new is different than your truth, a new introduction into your life. But then you find out what that new means. Like maybe you never had a yellow shirt and you decided you wanted to buy yellow. And then you found out when you wear yellow, you look yellow. And everyone's asking you if you feel good or not, even though yellow is a bright color. But it might not be yours. And then you think, oh, that's why I probably never bought this color before. Eh, Not my best color. You might love it. You paid for it. You bought it. You've invested in it. And now you're wearing it. And you find out it's just not for you. What's going to happen? You're going to put it in your closet. You're not going to give it to anybody because you think, I just bought it. I can't give it away. I've invested in it. It's a shirt. And then, you know, two years later, you go to clean out your closet and you go, oh, yeah, I remember when I bought this shirt. I think I need to give it away right now because I'm never going to wear it. And somebody else might look great in it. And you start giving it away. Once you give that yellow shirt away, you start going through your closet and you can give everything away if you really wanted to because you're like finally made the decision to get rid of it 
And everything else that comes close to that, you can see now because you've made the hardest decision, the one you couldn't let go of first. Sometimes it happens when we meet people. We, and this was me because I had kids and, you know, I didn't date for long periods of time in my life. My kids weren't even comfortable seeing me with someone because they weren't used to seeing me with someone. So that made me uncomfortable because they were uncomfortable. And yet somehow we muddled through it. But, you know, young kids got radars like hawks. And when they see their parent doing stuff that their parents excited about, and they're not really as excited about it. They can see it for what it is and you can't. And sometimes we do that with our kids and their chosen partners. But what happens is they really make you think about, you know, what kind of person is this? Well, for some reason, I used to meet people, and I, I, I laugh now at it, but that I had to explain. Oh, they're really nice. Oh, they're really good. No, I know they come off as this and that. Well, the way they came off was exactly who they were, but I did not want to see yet again. And I realized I spent my life not seeing that because I believed the way I love, I can bring out that best in them. That was me. And I did for a while because everyone's great in the beginning. But then after a while, I'd say, oh, wow, do I want my life to be like this? But for me, every decision was so permanent. And I learned to take it lightly, like, hey, I'm just exploring. I'm just learning. I'm just getting to know people to see instead of I've jumped in and now I can't turn around. Because in my culture, there was no dating. There was, you go from your parents' house to your marriage, and you get to know each other after the wedding. I think now they make you get engaged, and you can get to know them during the engagement. You can break off the engagement. But back in my time with the adults that were in my era of life, didn't think like that. So then when I saw the root of it, I go, Oh, that's why we did that. I can say no. And I was so happy I could say no. It was so powerful to say I'm making a choice instead of this is how it is and I got to make do with it. Down one day and I go, okay, I know I want a job. This was when I was looking. But I wanted a job. I wanted a good job. I wanted to make enough money to take care of myself and my kids. I wanted to stay in a good neighborhood. I wanted them in good schools. I knew all of that. So I said, well, what's my magic number? How much money do I need after taxes to support my family? So you know what that magic number told me? I knew how much I needed to make. It told me everything to say no to. Oh, no, can't work that job. I won't make enough money to raise my family. Oh, I can't do that. That's too far. I will not be able to take care of my family if I spend two hours each way to work, even though the job sounds great, but I knew I wasn't going to move because they were in school. So once I knew what I wanted, it also told me what didn't fit. If you're looking for a partner and you say, I just want a partner. You will get anybody. You will get anybody. 
But if you say, I want a partner who's kind and gentle or, or loving or somebody who's busy with their job and, and has just a little time at the end of the day for me because I'm busy at my job and will only have enough time at the end of the day or whatever it is, once you know what you want, you will have the power of knowing what does not fit into your life. Learning to identify what you care about, what means something to you, what will help your life will allow you to find it because now you know what to say no to. Think about that one. Once I identified what I wanted in a partner, once I identified how I wanted to work in my life, once I identified where I wanted to live, I found all of it. I didn't clear my mind, my path, my thoughts, my desires, because I was scared to say what I really, really, really wanted because I was afraid it was too big for me. It wasn't too big for me at all. It existed in our world. It was right there in front of me, but because I couldn't see it, I couldn't have it. We earn our personal freedom. We earn time by learning what is not ours. And how do we learn what is not ours? Is by identifying what is ours. Saying no is not a bad thing. It's the most honest thing we could ever do. Because let's say someone asks you for something and you say yes and you really, really wanted to say no. You know what's going to happen? You're both going to be cheated. Cheated in a hard way. Because neither one of you is going to feel the other one. There will be no bond because you don't want to be there and so you're going to complain about being there and you're going to be upset about being there and you're going to feel like, you know, you're doing things you don't want to do to be there. So everything is going to feel hard and labored and every discussion is going to be about how you want to fix something but in the back of your mind you're going, God, I know this isn't right. What am I doing here? If you ever have that thought about anything, be honest to yourself. Because what happens is, if it's not right for you, it's not right for the recipient of you. It just isn't. If it's not right for one, it ultimately isn't right for both, whatever it is. If you took a job you don't care about, you're not going to do well at that job. You might do the job, but it'll be with no feeling. It will be with regret. It'll be with knowing you could do better. You know, it just goes on and on and on and on. doesn't stop when you are in the wrong place. In the right place, what happens is once you get there, you no longer have to think about it forever. Because now a decision's been made, you're good with it, and you start growing from there. It doesn't stunt your growth. But when we don't listen to what we know inside,
outside of ourselves, we are stunted. And we're stuck. And we walk around going, stuck for years. I don't know why. And that's why. Over and over again, and you start saying yes to this and yes to that. And before you know it, your life is filled with stuff you don't want to do. Now you have to backtrack in a big way. And then you think, well, I can't change now. I'm going to disrupt everybody's lives. Well, it's because you disrupted your own. Pay attention to paying attention. Give yourself the time of day. Reclaim your time a little bit at a time back means you have nothing to replace that time with. Trust, trust that you've made the right decision so that the things that you really need will find you as well. Just like everything that we have in our lives today. Once we saw it, we were able to attain it, to see it, to feel it, to accept it. You guys, my time's already run out. I can't believe it, but I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.